Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather A. Wilson, and on today's episode, I'm crazy excited to welcome my amazing friend, Julie Butler, real estate agent extraordinaire. Woo! Shockingly, Julie hasn't really tried many gin brands, so today she'll be trying three gins that she's never had before, and I can't wait to see how she loves them, and I'm pretty sure we'll make a gin lover out of her by the end of today. All right. Welcome, Julie. Yay. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yes. Now, normally we start all the episodes with what we're drinking, but I'm going to diverge a tiny bit here and only share my cocktail because Julie is going to be tasting three gins shortly. So we didn't want to overwhelm her (laughs) with too many cocktails and gins in one short episode. So I'm actually drinking one of my favorites, which is gin with fever tree ginger beer and squeeze of lime. And technically, I guess it's a spinoff of a Moscow mule, but I just find it really refreshing. And I love ginger beer. If you've never had it, it's like the spicier version of ginger ale and it's amazing. So I highly recommend you try it. It's awesome. So before we get to the taste testing, I think we should give a little bit of background on how we met, right, Julie? Okay. Well, I guess it was about 15 years ago, Heather. I know I it's crazy. Right. Very long ago. Yeah. It is. It is. I was living in Virginia Beach where I still am living. I was a single mom with two kids. I happened to be on a forum for like health and fitness where the like-minded people could share their ideas and share what they're eating and doing to try to, you know, get in shape and so on. Heather, you happened to be on that. Mm -hmm. And we started emailing or actually just messaging back and forth on there for a while until one day Heather said, this is really dumb. Let's just email each other. We don't really want to hear or we don't really care about what the other people are saying. So that started what is now a 15-year, I guess, pen pal kind of relationship via email. (laughs) Absolutely. Through the years, like I was a single mom at the time too. And through the years, We have seen our kids grow up, relationships come and go, move, career changes. It's quite amazing. Uh, So many things. And the funny thing is, is that we never actually met in person until 10 years. Five years ago, we met in person for the very first time in Cayman Islands. We booked a trip and we went to Cayman Islands and had an epic adventure and it was like we'd known each other our whole lives because we had been talking for 10 years. We just had never met in person. It was so weird. Yeah. We had so much fun there. It was weird, but it was interesting how easy it was to just be your friend and talk to you in person. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been awkward, it but it really been. wasn't. It I mean, wasn't. we just kind yeah. of just kind of bonded in person the way we had bonded by email. Exactly. 
so let's talk about gin. I know you, you've never really been a gin drinker, but I also know that you have had gin at least a couple of times life. So what would you say is your history with gin or your first memory, I guess, of trying it? I would say this probably goes way, way back to either my early 20s or even late teens, which, you know, I shouldn't have done because you're not <laughs> we've all had the until late you're 21. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know that I enjoyed a few gin and tonic in mm-hmm. the few years starting way back then. They were OK. And of course, I love the buzz I'd get from having one or two or three of them. Mm. Um, I never really found that to be my drink of choice or the alcohol of choice. I would go towards vodka more often after that. However, I've had a few gin martinis over the years. In fact, when my mom and my cousin were visiting about a month ago, Mm. visiting me here in Virginia Beach, I bought some gin and fixed some gin martinis for them. Because my mom, I actually asked my mom what she would like, and she says she likes gin martinis. So I made (gasps) sure I had them here. Oh, I need to meet your mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll have martinis together. She has, as she's 86 years old, and she has happy hour in her home every day at four o'clock. So she likes her yeah, woman okay. after my own heart. Drinks. There we go. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Okay, so we're just going to put the baseline here that you've had gin the odd time, but it's not your regular gin of choice, and you don't really know much about gin or the different flavor profiles or pretty much anything, correct? That is correct. The most I've learned about gin is by listening to your podcast these last few weeks. <laughs> Awesome. That's the truth. That's good. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that yeah. you are listening. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move to the tasting and I'm going to give you the instructions first, and then we'll do it kind of like one at a time. So okay. for those listening, Julie has three gins today, a beef eater, the botanist from Scotland and Tangeray Rangpur. Okay. Very different gins. All of them are very different. And so, Julie, what you're going to do first is, now this isn't official. If you're an actually official, like, expert out there, this probably isn't the official way, but it's my way, and this is what we're going to (laughs) do. Okay? (laughs) You open a new bottle. Every time I get a new bottle, this is what I do. I open it, I close my eyes, and I take a big sniff. Okay? We'll do this one at a time. So, you take a big sniff, and you kind of just go in your head, oh, you know, what can I smell? Are there any botanicals that stand out? Is it really junipery, you know, which is called juniper forward? Do you smell more of the lime? Do you like what do you smell? Okay. So that's stage number one. Okay. okay. Then we're going to put a little bit in a glass at room temperature. This is important, people need it at room temperature. Do not store it in your freezer. You know, it can actually ruin your gin if you keep it in the freezer all the time. Mm. So then we're going to put a little bit in a glass. You're going to sniff it again and take a tiny taste. This is not like, this is pure. So you don't want to be chugging it. You basically want enough to cover your tongue and you breathe in while it's kind of like going to the back of your throat and you swallow. We do not waste gin here. We do not spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) There is no spitting here. Okay. So that's going to be number two. And then number three, you're going to put a little bit of water in it and see how the flavor changes for you. 
Okay. And then we'll just okay. discuss each one. There is no way or wrong okay. answers and, okay. you know, use whatever words. And, and if you don't have anything, then that's okay too, but there should be something. And then we'll kind of take a vote at the end of which is your favorite. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So let's start with the bee feeder. Okay. So bee feeder okay. has been around for a very long time. It's from the UK and it is a, what we would consider a traditional London dry. All right. So okay. I want, I want you to open the bottle mm-hmm. and close your eyes and take a big sniff. Mm. Okay. So anything there? Anything that you I know? can, you know, it's really kind of hard for me to describe yeah. what I smell. I mean, it smells good. I guess that might be the juniper that I'm smelling. Most I'm likely. Not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to lead you on. That's the thing. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know there's juniper and gin, but mm-hmm. honestly, you know, other than that, I don't know what juniper smells like. So. Yep. Okay. But it's not like, it doesn't smell like a pine tree to you or anything like that, which is what I often hear from people. You know, that just kind of answered the question in my mind as to what I was smelling. It is a little bit piney. Yeah. Smelling a little yeah. bit. And that, yeah, of course, with juniper, but yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So now what I want you to do is take a tiny test. <laughs> we don't want okay. you, you know, just so don't bit. fill up this whole Don't glass. fill up your cup. <laughs> just put it okay. a little bit, practically like dip in your tongue, but not quite. So just okay. put it in your cup, take a little sip mm-hmm. and breathe in while you're doing it. Ooh. <laughs> that's only taste number one so I, yes. <laughs> got a little ways. this is why we do just a little taste yes exactly wow i should be better about coming up with words to describe no that's it's my experience with this but i mean it tastes strong or potent or whatever yeah. but i don't know how to describe what i'm tasting yeah so Depending on which bee feeder you have, the alcohol content could be as high as 47%, but I'm pretty sure you just have the regular, which is around 40%, mm-hmm. but it can be quite high. And so when I have had gins that are high in alcohol by volume, you know, high alcohol content, sometimes that's overpowering and all you can is like, Ooh, that's alcohol. <laughs> right. Like you just, yeah. that's all yes. you get. And, and that can happen. What's actually amazing. The fact that you can't describe is because it's so blended mm-hmm. that it's gin, right? Like beef eater is what very traditional gin. Okay. So now I want you to put a little water in it. Mm-hmm. And see how that changes. Now, normally you'd actually pour it over a little bit of ice and let it melt and then try it because the cool factor does matter. But personally, I always just add a little water and I find it works pretty well too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this way it's going to cut the alcohol strength and going to taste the flavor a little bit more. Okay. Okay. All right. So go for it. Down the hatch. Ooh. It does change it. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, yes, of course. I didn't put a ton of water in, though. I mean, it's mostly gin by a lot. But it kind of smoothed the rough edges a little bit. Yeah. So that I could taste the flavor better. I mean, I think that's the best way to say what I just experienced. Do any other flavors come out besides the juniper? 
Yes, probably, but I honestly don't know what they are. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm kind of at a loss. <laughs> it's okay. not often that I have few words, so that's few words right. to say, but that's kind of where I am. Okay. So, but we've set the baseline and you know the difference from straight up to in water, let's say. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So now what I want you to do is just take a little sip of pure water. Okay. So that we don't like end up mixing flavors. So it's kind of like rinse my palate. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to take a drink of my drink. Okay. (laughs) So let's get the botanist out. Now, I love the botanist. It's actually made with 22 botanicals. It's from Scotland, which is really cool. And yeah, so I'm not going to tell you what's in it. But what I'd like you to do is do your sniff test. Okay. Here it goes. You know, it seems to have a milder smell than the beef eater. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is correct of what I think I'm smelling, but I almost smell a little bit of lime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and other than that, it's just a milder smell. It's not as potent yep. as a smell. Okay, cool. All right, so put a little in your glass. Okay. All right, so then I'm going to taste the botanist. Yep. Taste it and let it roll over your tongue and breathe in too because the breath is really important if you've ever plugged your nose or had a stuffy nose when you try to eat or drink something your taste just like goes right it's just gone so yeah the breathing and the taste can't really snap so i breathe yeah Uh wow it feels very different yeah there was a real bite to the beef eater right and this one is slightly milder but it's I, and I don't necessarily it's distilled more. Okay, that yeah. That so they sense. take the impurities out and things like that. There's what's called mouthfeel, and as we move on, you can really tell. Like from the beef eater, it sounded like for you, it was like kind of a sharp-ish mouthfeel. Versus mm-hmm. the botanist is almost creamier. Is that yes. what you're saying? Creamier, like milder, but softer. still softer. But a very pleasant taste. Whatever it is that I'm tasting, it tastes definitely, it's more appealing. Yeah. I guarantee you that'll up your martini. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, Oh my goodness. Yes. I can imagine. (laughs) All right. Put a little water in it. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know if I put a little too much water in it, but Mm -hmm. it kind of watered it down a little more than I would probably do if I was actually drinking it as a cocktail yeah but it's still I can still taste Mm -hmm. it but it's nice and mild but it's just a little I wouldn't need much water in that no I was yeah yeah, fixing it as a real and that's why it's so great in a martini Mm -hmm. or a cocktail that Mm -hmm. is doesn't use a lot of mix (laughs) let's just put it that way (laughs) so do you want to know some of the botanicals that are actually in it it's pretty crazy. Please, I definitely want to know. Okay, yes. so there's 22 of them. Apple mint, chamomile, Ooh. creeping thistle, birch, elder, gorse, hawthorn, heather. Woo-hoo, that's why I like it. <laughs> Juniper, of course. Now, here's one I've never yeah. even heard of. Ladies' bed straw. No idea what that Ooh. is. Lemon oh, balm, meadowsweet, mugwort, 
red clover, spearmint, sweet sicily. Again, haven't heard of that one. Uh, bog myrtle, tansy, water mint, white clover, wild thyme, and wood sage. Now, these are all found in Scotland. So that's why we haven't necessarily heard of all of them. So might have been the lemon balm. When you said originally kind of you had citrus, that's that one. And I just find it so fascinating how they choose botanicals, right? Because every gin's different. That's what I was thinking. Like who decides yeah. that they're going to put all these different things in here and make it taste so yeah. Well, it takes Delicious. experimentation and having, yes. having created my own gin over the summer, I can tell you it can be either really great or not so great. Sure. <laughs> so, And it's a balancing act, just like with cooking, just like with anything, right? You need to balance the flavors out. And then in the mm-hmm. distillation process, that's where you get the mouthfeel creamy versus not or strong uh-huh. content and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Okay. Drink of water. We'll move on to our last one. All right. So this one is Tanqueray Rangpur, and it's one of the Tanqueray lines. And since Julie's ready to go, we'll just do it, and then we'll talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) All right. Take a big sniff of this one. Lime, for sure. Good. Am I smelling anything else? I don't know. Other than maybe the juniper, of course. Right. Right. Okay. Well, Rangpur is... The Rangpur lime. So yes, this is a citrus gin. So put it in your glass and have a little taste. Okay, here we go. Wow. Once again, it's completely different than the other two. Yeah. Every bottle is different. Mm -hmm. Every brand is different. And people who think they don't like gin, it probably just means they haven't tried the right gin yet. What did it taste? What did it feel like on your tongue? Like, what'd you get? Definitely citrusy, but a kind of a potent sensation. And what that comes from, I couldn't tell you, mm-hmm. but very tasty. I mean, I love the citrusy lime mm-hmm. flavor and the lime is mild. I mean, you definitely taste, you know, more gin than lime, but it's a nice mix, I guess. Mm-hmm. Balance, yeah. Balance, thank you. Yes. And, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Add your water and let's see. Yes. And don't put too much in this time. I know. <laughs> just a splash. Yes. Obviously a little bit milder because of the water, but I did just put a little splash this time. As far as what I'm tasting, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I can smell the gin, but I'm actually tasting it. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? I do. Of them all, which is your favorite? The botanist. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it too. It's great. First time I had it, it was like blowing my mind. It was like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? (laughs) You know? Well, and you know, Heather, it was such a smart thing to do to have me like taste test them all, right? Because I don't know that I would have really been able to identify the differences without having, you know, all in a row and doing Mm -hmm. it this way. Exactly. Really and cool. the thing is, you generally don't buy three bottles you've never had before on your own unless right. there's somebody right. there. And so on the continuum of gins, if such a thing exists, you can see a very big difference from mm-hmm. beef feeder to botanist to Rangpur. And they're all, you know, different shelf areas that you will find mm-hmm. them. 
And that's where that comes from. The low shelf is the stuff that's less expensive and it's on the bottom, mm-hmm. right? Middle shelf is kind of the middle of the road. And then the top shelf ones are the more expensive ones, but they're usually right. the higher quality ones. And there's a reason they're more expensive. Right. So we've discovered that the botanist is your favorite. You mm-hmm. all different eye-opening experience that gins are all different. Have you ever had a gincident? <laughs> now I know you haven't had a lot of gin in your life. But I also know you have some stories, so (laughs) share it, sister. It's time. (laughs) Okay. All right. This is for the world to hear now. Kept it at kind of close to my chest for a long time. Now, this incident also involved other kinds of alcohol, so I'm going to just say that up front. But here's what happened. This is about nine years ago. I was recently divorced, living in a house on the beach. And I had a roommate, this guy, George, we were just friends, but we were great friends. And we'd go hop on our bicycles and ride up and down the boardwalk. And every so often we'd go grab a cocktail together somewhere. Well, one Saturday morning, late morning, it was a beautiful summer day. And he'd suggest that we go bicycle bar hopping. (laughs) So of course I'm like, sure, that sounds like fun. So we rode our bike. And now just those of you that aren't familiar with the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, there are about four miles of hotels and bars and restaurants. So there, I don't know how many, probably 50 to 75 different places that we could have stopped at. But we stopped at nine different places that day and had a drink (laughs) at each one. Okay. So we were having so much fun that it didn't like occur to me until I was about halfway, like maybe five drinks in or four drinks in that I was whoa I was feeling it but we just kept on going until we couldn't do it anymore we just decided to ride our bikes home as we were riding home one of my tires hit a little planter area that was like in the sidewalk where a tree would be planted and my bike went over and I went falling (laughs) right to the ground (laughs) I didn't get hurt or anything thank goodness but I was I probably didn't feel it if I did get hurt because I had so much (laughs) alcohol in me. George immediately pulls out his phone to take a picture of me and Ah. I'm yelling at him, don't you dare post that anywhere. (laughs) I'd be so embarrassed. And he didn't, he did take a picture, but he didn't post anywhere, at least that I saw. So, you know, I got up back on my bike and we rode the rest of the way home. And this just adds to the kind of hilarity of the story is that we thought that we could just go back home and take a little nap and then go out for dinner. (laughs) Well, we fell asleep and neither of us woke up until about two in the morning and with a huge hangover, of course. Oh, no. So now, is it only gin that made this a gin incident? No, there were all kinds. I don't even know what all we drank, but I know some of it was gin. There you go. I'm sure there was a martini or two thrown in there. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So it was a kind of a memorable experience, but one that I don't really remember. Well, I will always remember it, yes. but I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> yes, very. Yes, please drink responsibly, people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I do. I, I'm very responsible. I mean, I wouldn't have gone yes. out driving for sure. Yes. Well, I guess I was bike riding under the influence, but I wouldn't do that anymore either. So. No. 
There you go. <laughs> okay. Any last words around your gin experience today? I learned a lot. And Heather, you've opened my eyes. I honestly, you know, like I've told you, I was never a big gin drinker. Not that I didn't like it, but it just wasn't my go-to mm-hmm. cocktail of choice. And that might have changed. I know. What? <laughs> And then just the eye-opening experience of realizing how very different just these three different gins are Mm -hmm. and being able to find one that I do really like. There you go. So there you go. Absolutely. And you also tried some of the cookbook recipes, having not really knowing gin and you bought random gins and made recipes. I did. I did. And because I didn't know the difference, but Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. The recipes I tried turned out amazingly delicious, and I can imagine they'd be even better using a gin that's maybe better, more appropriate for that particular recipe. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you being one of my testers, especially since you weren't really a gin drinker. I know, but I do like to cook, so that was fun. And I like to have good recipes to, you know, pull from later for whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, occasion that they would come in handy. So it was fun. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. All right. There you have it. My friend Julie, previously not a gin drinker, is now a converted fan. Thank you, Julie, for being here and being such a good sport for me. And thank you for listening and for being here today. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to Ginspired, our cookbook, and the ginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. And until next time, remember, good friends offer advice, but real friends bring gin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired. Brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note. Heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be ginned.